Hey y'all, welcome to An Epiphany with Tiffany. My name is Tiffany and this is my podcast. So it's been a few weeks. Um, The holidays kind of got to me and I got really busy and then I ended up getting a cold, which you might uh, still be able to hear the remnants of. Um, I've got my sultry voice on today. (laughs) Anyway, I have some tea with me. I might stop to clear my throat a little bit, maybe even cough, uh, just a heads up. Um, but I'm going to actually play a clip from episode three that I kind of just want to remind everybody of, um, because it's going to bounce into the rest of the topic today. So here it is. It's into the second myth. Myth number two, you will finally meet the person of your dreams when you become totally content in your relationship with God. Y'all, that is a straight up lie. Let's be honest, we are human and there is no way that we will ever be truly content. Now, we can have moments where we are content with where we are, but here's the truth. If we are constant, consistently growing in our relationship with God, we are going to be wanting more and more. Hear me out. The closer to God's will for your life we get, the more we crave his presence. Meaning we aren't staying stagnant. We are pushing toward the kingdom. But Tiffany, what about Paul talking about being content in Philippians 4? Well, thank you for asking that question. According to my study Bible, the word Um, Content used in Philippians 4.11 is a Greek word for self-sufficient. But Paul goes on to say that he finds strength in Christ. He isn't relying on himself. So here's the issue with a statement like that. It can really play into insecurities and be a stepping stone for temptation for the enemy. Story time! So, I've actually heard this statement for years. You know, that you're going to be content, or once you're content, you'll find your someone. And every time I do, I sit and think, well, I'm not being a good enough Christian, and that's why God hasn't brought me my guy good. Then I go into this spiral that ends one of two ways. The first option is that I get so down on myself that I completely stop reading my Bible I don't pray at all. I basically turn into this stubborn child thinking, well, fine, you aren't going to give me the desires of my heart anyway, God. So why am I going to do your will? I know, insert cringe face here. The second option is that I make God a checklist item. It's the fake it till you make it mentality, which is harmful in itself. Alas, that is a topic for another episode. I put my relationship with God on my to-do list. Now, relationships do take work, but here's the thing. Most of us don't struggle to reach out to a friend or to make time to talk to somebody. Now, I might say to myself, oh, I need to text this person or that person to check in on them, but I definitely don't make it a to-do list item. Here's the big kicker. When I make God a checklist item... That time with him doesn't feel genuine. It actually feels like I'm just using God to get what I want. Again, cringe. But here's the truth. Finding contentment in Christ is a lifelong journey and isn't a full-fledged requirement to find a spouse. 
Philippians also talks about how we should be confident because he who began a good work in us will carry it to to completion until the day of Christ, which is chapter 1, verse 6. It's our human nature to not be content, but if we are pursuing God's glory, things will fall into place regardless of our level of contentment at the time. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so... This whole idea of contentment and, uh, yeah, that, that whole theme, I guess, has just been kind of coming up and coming up and coming up a lot lately. And over the last month or so, I've had a few different friends announce that they're pregnant as well as other friends announce that they're getting married. (sighs) (laughs) And anybody that knows me knows that I am ecstatic for these friends of mine, right? But like I kind of mentioned in the previous episode on Envy, I'm struggling. And so with each new announcement, I'm like, (sighs) okay, here we go again. Like, let's just deal with all these emotions and, um all that. So I was having a conversation with my cousin. Shout out to you again. Um, It's a continuation conversation from the previous one that kind of touches on envy. Um, But so we were talking and I was kind of letting out a lot of, a lot of emotion. I was crying a lot. I was, you know, yelling and just being like very upset, but she's a safe space. And so it was like, okay, let's just get this all out. Cause you know, it's better to, and get all that stuff out there than holding it in, right? And so this whole just like frustration kind of welled up in me in that moment. And I'm like, why does everybody just have to yell freaking platitudes at me? Or, you know, why does everybody just have to throw all this cliche stuff at me? <clears throat> and... <laughs> I'm just, I'm laughing at myself. Anyway, so (laughs) in that conversation, you know, I was just, I I was so frustrated and so upset and just like, I don't understand why everybody just keeps doing this, you know? And again, I know they mean well. I know these people love me and all that. Like I get it, but here's the thing. Is the majority of the time when I'm coming to somebody and being like, man, I'm so frustrated or so angry or so hurt or whatever, right? I just want them to listen. I don't want them to fix it. I just want them to listen. Because here's the honest truth. Throwing platitudes like, well, your time will come. Or, you know, like, well, God just hasn't, you know brought them to you yet or like whatever like whatever the cliche platitude is right just completely invalidates my feelings which honestly makes me feel 10 times worse so stop doing it (laughs) okay sorry um just a little soapbox moment um but honestly it touches on what else I want to talk about so I'm going to talk about my, my homegirl, Kelly, and shout out, girl. 
I love you. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, if you know your Myers-Briggs uh, personality types, Kelly is a thinker and I'm a feeler. Now, she and I have been friends for years, like so long. We've, we've kind of gone through the ringer together um, on many different levels. <clears throat> so, but through this relationship with her, we both have learned a ton. And more specifically, like how to uh, communicate. There it is again, y'all. Communication. <laughs> how to communicate with each other what we need in the moment. Because we're both single girls. You know, we both very much want to be moms. We both very much like want to be married and all that. And so, again, like thinkers are more logical. Not that I'm not logical. Um, I am very, I, I struggle, but you know, I can be very logical anyway. So she's very logical, you know, and doesn't always, um, or didn't always, you know, pay attention to the feeling side of things. She'd just be like, oh, well, you're good. You know, where I would be like, but my feelings and like, if she's telling me about something, I'm like, oh, well, how do you feel about that? <laughs> you know? And so we had to kind of balance that out in each other and learn to say like, hey, in this moment, I need feelings. Like I need you if you're the, if, if, I'm, ta if I'm talking to her, right? Like I can go to her and be like, hey, I need the feelings thing and then we'll logic it out, right? You know, I just need to be in my feels for a minute and just kind of let these emotions out and then we'll, you know, we'll think about it logically. And then, you know, so she can come to me too now. <laughs> And be like, hey, I need to logic this out. You know, like, can you be a sounding board, etc. And again, it has taken us years to get to this point. Um, but I think it's really amazing how God will bring people into your life in in whatever capacity, whether it's friendship, romantic, family, um, to teach you stuff, right? And you can learn how to have better relationships with the other people that are in your lives. And so Kelly is that person in a lot of ways. And uh, <laughs> again, we've been through a lot. I'm pretty sure she can think of uh, like 20 different scenarios where, you know, we did not communicate with each other and just made each other really mad because we weren't um, talking about what we needed. You know, we just like one of us went into a conversation or like we went into a conversation, let's say me, like I went into a conversation going, I feel this and I feel that blah, 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 blah. And then she would come back with, well, let's think about this logically and just, you know, come at it and completely negate my feelings. And I'm like, that's not what I needed, <laughs> you know? And so of course would erupt into some kind of fight of some sort because, you know, I felt like I wasn't being heard. You know, and vice versa. That's happened many times on the flip side where she's come to me and I'm just like, feelings, 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 feelings. And she's like, that's not what I need. Um, but again, like there have been times where she's come to me and been like, hey, I need some feelings. And I'm all like, yay, let's talk about feelings. <laughs> you know, or the opposite where I'm like, okay, let's talk about logic. I'm just, I'm stuck in my feelings. I need to get out of them, you know, and so... Again, balance. But communication. We had to learn how to communicate what we needed from the other person. And, <clears throat> yeah. So, 
to I set up that story to kind of lead into how after the other conversation with my cousin that I I alluded to, um, I actually went and hung out with Kelly. And we have, were doing some shopping because Barnes & Noble was having a huge sale, yay books. So we were in the, like, the religious section and there was this beacon. And like not really beacon, but um, we're talking figuratively. But there was a section and it was just like contentment. And I'm like, <sighs> and so she was kind of like, what? And I'm like, okay, remind me about contentment when we go sit down at dinner like, I want to bounce some things off of you, but, you know, I don't want to talk about it right now in front of all these other people. And <clears throat> so she's like, okay, cool. So, you know, we finished our shopping. We went to go sit down at dinner, and we were talking about some other stuff. And then it just ironically, how funny how God works, <laughs> ironically led into the conversation of contentment. Like, I didn't have to be like, oh, my God, we got to talk about contentment. It was it's, the conversation just naturally flowed that way. And I'm like, okay, I see you, God. So, um, excuse me. <coughs> so <clears throat> we were sitting there and I'm like, okay, I need to kind of bounce some stuff off of you. Like I need, I need to check myself. Like I need to know, am I like reading this passage incorrectly? Am I, um, you know, just so emotional about this stuff that's going on that I'm interpreting it incorrectly? Like, you know, I just kind of need your perspective. And I was specifically talking about Philippians 4, which I'm going to read the verses uh, really fast. So it's Philippians 4, uh, 10, uh, through a few other verses. <laughs> okay, so this is Paul talking to the Philippians, or it's his letter to the Philippians. So it starts in verse 10, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard of need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abashed and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer in need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well that you share in my distress. <clears throat> so then he kind of just goes on to talk about like what the Philippians had done and, um, you know, just what else was going on with the churches at that point in time. <coughs> Excuse me. So when I'm looking like at my study Bible and breaking down these different verses, what Paul is actually discussing in this section is um, that the Philippians had given him a gift and he desired to thank them for it. In this section, Paul indicates that the Philippians would be rewarded for their gift and that God would meet their needs. Um, so Paul uses an agricultural word found only here in the New Testament to picture a plant that shoots up or sprouts again, describing a condition of prosperity or abundance. The um, Philippians had Philipp, yeah, the Philippians had lacked opportunity. Paul politely lets the Philippians know that he is aware of the continual concern for him. And as I mentioned in the previous um, episode, which I had you know replayed the clip, content the word literally means self-sufficient. Um, this Greek word describes a person who is dispassionately accepts 
um, who is sorry, who dispassionately accepts whatever circumstances brought. For the Greeks, this contentment came from personal sufficiency, but for Christ, true sufficiency is found in the sorry for Paul, the true sufficiency is found in the strength of Christ. Um, so you know, a lot of well-meaning believers, you know, will throw those verses at um, single people and be like, oh, you're just not content enough. And, right, like I kind of mentioned in the previous, like in the, the previous clip, you know, you're not content enough, so that's why you don't get this. You're not this enough because of this, blah, 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 blah. You know, and it makes, it makes everything a checklist. Like you're not getting this because of this. And I'm sorry, that is not how things should be interpreted. Like, you know, Christianity and our relationship with Christ is not a checklist. It's not legalism. It's not following the, you know, Jewish law and then making sacrifices because that's the only way for atonement. That's not what it is. You know, it is, um, yes, we have without faith, without works is dead, right? Like we have to make, we have to do actions to an extent, um, to show faith, right? But like those things are like, Hey, um, you know, I'm praising you. I'm spending my time with you in the word. I'm, you know, trying to build, trying to, um, spread the great commission. Like I'm trying to spread the gospel. That's it. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> That's it. It's not, you know, all these other things that we as believers throw at each other. It's not those things. And I just kind of want to challenge everybody, um, because I've done this too. Like I'm, I have done this too, and I'm trying really hard not to, um, you know, just throw, just throw platitudes at people. Like it's just, it's not helpful. <laughs> um, so I just want to challenge everybody, you know, like when you're thinking in the moment of, you know, a friend, whether they're single or not, just a friend that's trying to talk to you, like ask them straight out, what do you need from me? Do you need me to remind you that God is good? Do you need me to just sit here and listen? Do you need me to present actual like fixes for this scenario? What do you need? Ask people, communicate. And if you're that person that's going to another friend, telling them about whatever is going on, you also communicate to them. Hey, this is what I need from you. So I'm going to tell you about this and I just need you to listen. Or I'm going to tell you about this and can you brainstorm ideas with me? I'm going to blah, 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 blah. This is what I need. Communicate. And if you don't know what you need, figure it out. Take that time to sit and reflect. What do I need? Before going and, you know, let's just say exploding at a friend, like about whatever you got going on, right? Take a moment, take a second, reflect, 
pray. Be like, God, like, you know, what do I need in this minute? <clears throat> and sometimes it might just be to sit there and listen. And just, like, listen to worship music. Like, let the truth of who God is overwhelm you. It might be, hey, I'm just going to go look up this passage because it's helped me in the past. It might be, I'm going to reach out to this friend because I know that they are going to listen to me. You know, it just, it really honestly comes down to quite a few different things. But it's it should be our goal as friends and family and, and loved ones to communicate with each other about what we need. That should be the, that should be our goal other than, you know, spreading the gospel. <laughs> um, because that's how we can show that we love each other. You know, like we can say, hey, I need, I just need you to sit and listen to me because I'm just kind of struggling with these feelings and I need to get them out because if I keep them in, it's just going to keep being a, a, a big issue, right? Because again, what does the devil do? The devil gets us in the dark. He gets us in the secret. He gets us in, you know, those moments of weakness. But if you bring light to where you're struggling, if you bring out these feelings and be like, yeah, like I know that these may not, these are, these are valid feelings, but I also can, you know, check them against like what God says, right? You know, but I'm going to not sit on these because I'm going to not be... I'm not going to allow the devil to have that foothold, right? Like with my envy, I'm straight out in, like, I am letting everybody know that I, I struggle with envy, you know, but by bringing that out, it's also allowing me to, in those moments where like, here it goes again, another friend's posting on social media about whatever, you know, I can be like, Okay, you got to check yourself in this moment. Like, your feelings are valid because this is something you want. I'm not negating your feelings, but you also need to check yourself because you don't want this to be a root of bitterness. Shout out to my cousin. (laughs) Um, You know, so you don't want those things to be an issue. And whatever your issue is, if it's not envy, it's something because we're human, right? We all got our issues. And again, like we all struggle. I have other friends and family members that I've been talking to recently that are struggling with some other stuff. You know, they're struggling like with, again, where they're at, you know, like why, why do I have to do this? Like, why is it a checklist item, you know, and that kind of stuff that just like that mentality, because we at, as the church aren't doing our jobs for our brothers and sisters. We're not. And I might go off on a rant. (laughs) Um, So I mean that because we're not honest with each other. You know, we go to church and we see all these people who some of us, we might know that they're struggling in whatever, right? But they're over here like, oh, God is good. And, you know, like, yay, I'm just so happy. And like all this stuff, right? Where I just had a conversation with this person like in the parking lot about, you know, oh, I'm such a struggle, blah, blah, blah. Like we need to stop putting on these masks when we go into church. We need to be real. 
We need to say, hey, I am struggling right now. But yes, God is good. But stop negating the struggle. Because it is through the struggle that we grow. It is through the struggle that God can be like, hey, I got you. It's through that struggle that, you know, we can eventually look back on and be like, oh my gosh, Lord, do you remember when I was there and look at me now? Right? We have to go through these troubles. Jesus said, you will have trouble. You know, we as believers are going to be ostracized. It is coming because we are we are in the beginning of the end times, if you want to believe it or not, right? It, our time is coming. Our time of struggle is only going to get worse, y'all. And we cannot go through that if we're not together. If we are, if we are allowing division to happen. I'm not going to go on a whole political thing because that's not what this is about. But we also need to stop allowing outside influences to influence how we as the church function. Okay, I'm going to write it in. <laughs> um, very passionate about that one. Um, you know, we need to allow ourselves to admit we're struggling. And we need to stop judging each other. We all struggle. Y'all, we all struggle. Okay, we all have our areas. Stop judging one another. Just stop because that is another way that the devil creates division. Just stop it. Love each other. Say, hey, you know, I might not struggle with that area, but I struggle with this. Right? Again, bring light, bring Jesus, bring God, bring all of that stuff into that struggle. That's the only way to get through it. That is the only way to keep moving forward. Is to bring light to the situation. Stop living in the dark. Stop holding everything in. Stop allowing division to happen. If you need to forgive somebody, forgive them. Uh, I struggle with that. That'll be another episode. <laughs> um, you know, if you need to forgive yourself, forgive yourself. And again, this is a daily, sometimes by the freaking minute. Okay. Growing in Christ, growing in all of these ways is a lifelong process. It does not happen overnight. It is never going to happen overnight. And we in this fast-paced society need to stop wanting instant gratification. You got to do the work. Okay? You just got to do the work. And again, I am saying this just as much to myself as anybody that's listening. We got to do the work. We got to be there for each other. We got to love on each other. You got to stop allowing the devil to create all of this turmoil in your life. And that is said to myself, (laughs) too. That's the only way that we are going to bring, well, not the only. That is one of the major ways that we are going to bring glory to God. Right? The Bible says we will know them by their their fruit. And this is going to sound a little judgmental. But I'm also talking about myself, okay? When I look at the current church today, I don't see good fruit. I, I, and I'm, again, talking about myself. I don't, I, there are definite areas in myself, in my life where I'm like, ooh, ooh, yeah, there is, there is no fruit there. And that's something I need to work on. 
right? Again, being honest, being open, being like, hey, I struggle with this. But again, as a church as a whole, we need to start looking at our fruit. What is our fruit? Is it good fruit? Is it bad fruit? Okay, well, I'm going to rein this in and wrap this up because my voice is getting a little tired. Um, yeah, that one I kind of went off on a rant, y'all. But hey, I'm very passionate about these topics. That is why I have a podcast. So anyway, as always, I hope that this has, you know, helped you in some way. Um, if it has, reach out to me on social media. If you need my socials, go back to my first episode. And um, you can find them there. There's also a, I also have a link tree um, that should be in my bio for my podcast. Um, but if not, you can go back to my first episode and towards the, it's only a couple minutes. So just listen to it again and find my socials. <clears throat> all right. I love you all. I hope that this message finds you well. And be looking out for some other episodes coming. I actually have a friend of mine who is going to be joining me. Shout out, Josh. Um, so, yeah, be looking forward to that. All right. Love you all.